Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Listener, open your ears. Take your bloodstream. Find a portal of safe entry and inject the sound of our voices into your veins. Don't do that. It's actually ridiculously toxic in the bloodstream. It can harm no less than five major organs. But you're going to do it anyway. Because this is a class one narcotic and it is college football. And the best part is, it's totally legal. Don't tell the DEA. Joining us today to discuss week one of the 2016 college football season. Yeah, we said it. Week one. You're here. You are here. Sunday. Actually, Saturday. And also Monday. And Thursday and Friday. Games, games, games. No school. If people say there's school on Friday, they're lying. Your kids can stay home if you don't have kids. If you have kids that you don't know about, guess what? They can stay home too. That's not legally binding. They can just come over to your house. You don't have to admit paternity or maternity. Notice, we included both genders there. That's fair. It's a holiday. A a damn five-day holiday starting on Thursday with what? What kicks us off? What gets us from point A to point B, puts the nitro in our engine, lights the candle on this Roman candle. What? What of all things sets the fuse ablaze? I ask you, Ryan Nanny, master of the repellent unranked team versus unranked team game, what gets us started to begin America's best sport involving unpaid labor having dollars and value stolen from them? You what wanna, game gets us started? Are you? Are you, We're not counting that crap-ass Hawaii Cal game, are we? Exhibition. You mean where Cal basically decided, hey, we'll schedule the homeless shelter of college football. We won't even play them at their house because we scurred. <laughs> like, that? You know, it makes it, it makes sense to call Hawaii the homeless shelter because you can live outside. It's fine. They ha- they actually have rats in the locker room from what I, I think Matt Brown reported on that. Uh, yeah, this Cal, what did this Cal win do for me? Nothing. Davis Webb looked fine. The Cal defense I watched is still it trash. Best part about Cal football is this that like it is the like it, it is the what is the the show the improv show that was Drew Carey it was originally a British show uh, whose line is it anyway yeah. they're the whose line is it anyway yeah. where the points don't matter the yards don't matter we just make up a score and that's the end of the game that's Cal Cal football at this point is the basketball player who's entering the NBA draft and you're like oh man this kid can dunk he can't do anything else but he can dunk. I had them as J.R. Smith. <laughs> no. Nah. Three. Doink. Nah. JR, Three. J.R. got a ring. What do you got, Cal? Nothing. No. Oh, fucking hate the Bears. Just, just hate the Bears. <laughs> that's, that's, but that's because you are the number one Stanford fan on the internet. That's what the game I was referring right. to. Which, by the way, the Cal game, the Cal Hawaii game, I watched in a hotel room on vacation while drinking a bottle of room service prosecco. That that's like the 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 rap lyric from somebody who is telling you that they used to ball even when they didn't have money. Stayed up all night Correct. drinking prosecco, watching Cal Hawaii. That, that's that's exactly a riff rap lyric. If Action Bronson <laughs> hasn't said that, I'll be damned. It's true. I was like, I finished my vacation on a real Action Bronson note, right? All I had to do was like list an obscure beverage, Prosecco, which yeah. is fairly obscure, right? Like, like Action Bronson will just drop Mango Lassie. Like, you know, oh, I can do that casually, right? In a hotel watching Cal Hawaii. Yeah, that's an Action Bronson lyric. Mm-hmm. But I was watching it and it was so great because you're like, if I missed a play, I was like, ah, this doesn't matter. 
listeners, please tweet. None of this matters. Please tweet pictures of Action Bronson at Spencer and say that it's him. He loves that. <laughs> he loves That's that great. shit. Yeah, because I weigh because because I weigh somewhere between what two hundred and seven hundred pounds. <laughs> That's the public perception You're, that they'll just you, find a three hundred and fifty pound man in a what a green beard. <laughs> Not even the right color Not beard. Even, he, could, he could have fallen in a pile of hay and this would be like, yep, that's Spencer. Clean shaven, but yeah, he's got all that hay tweet, on his face. They could tweet me one of those things that you can buy at Cracker Barrel or any fine restaurant that's actually a man with iron shavings on his face <laughs> that's magnetized, right? That some child has arranged in the correct shape. And they'd be like, look, it's you. As long as it's a bearded man who's low-key thick. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the other thing. They're like, any man who's any bearded man who's low key thick, they're like, yo, dude, I saw you at a Yankees game. I'm like, first, that man weighs 315 pounds. Easy. You've entered Scott Easy. Van You know you've entered Scott Van Pelt territory, right? Any yeah, any yeah. bald white guy with glasses, somebody will say is Scott Van Pelt. You've also kind Correct. of entered Bomani Jones territory here. So congratulations. Damn, right. you are but, a gigantic media personality at this point. But without encountering... Gigantic, literally. I'm 500 pounds. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot you weigh 675 pounds. Right? Like I didn't Kevin, mean it like that. Like Kevin Gillespie, right, will show up from Top Chef. And someone will be like, yo, dude, I saw you cooking a pig. Kevin Gillespie's like 5'5". Five, five, okay? His beard is nuke red. All right? He's balding, which I'm only like... I'm only like 30% like thinning at best. And they'll put it on there and be like, oh, that's you, dude. There's got to be a Duck Dynasty cousin who looks like you. Has to be. <laughs> Several. There's actually like two. <laughs> because I've had, I've had pictures sent to me. And like, it's not like, oh, man, I don't look like that ugly guy. No, man, I'm ugly. I know my brand. I look like a 120-pound freshwater fish. That's my brand. That's, and damn that, it, that fish I'll is stand between by that. 200 and 700 pounds. Yeah, I, what's, what's his 120 top? That's true, yeah. It's a surgeon between 200 and 700. It's one of those monster ones that you see in, like, Ukrainian news feeds, right? Like, we pulled this out of someone's drain pipe because it was confused and swam into it, which, to be fair, I would do. Terrorist fish owns the Volga. Anyhow, the handle is EDSBS. Um, send, At send, EDSBS. Just go ahead, Google Google image search Thick Look, Beard Man thick. and send him everything you find. Harry Fish. Google Harry Fish. Send that to Spencer. Just, just go ahead and Google image search Man and send Spencer <laughs> absolutely every image you have. Send him a zip file if you can. Sure. Go ahead and mail him, mail him a, a, a zip drive. If you have the uh, the transporter from the fly, put all of the members of Mumford and Sons in it so that uh, you get one person <laughs> at the end. Take a picture of that person and send it to Spencer. It you. Put 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 lead put the lead put lead lead singer Jim Tebow. Jim Tebow's brother. They look the same. Uh, but yeah, that's We missed that's you. Fun. Hey, welcome back. We missed you last week. Hey, so. hey how is Montana, buddy? I'm going back. Fuck y'all. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sucks. Dunn ran off dad again. I'm going away. Yeah, dad Dad needs some more cigarettes in Montana. They got, they got real good ones? They got, oh man, they got the best ones. That's one of those places where I did actually get complimented on my car, my rental, by a guy I'm pretty sure was a white supremacist. Okay. That, that's a good that's a good moment in your life when a guy's like, Hey, sweet car, brother, and you're like, Thanks, and you look at every single one of his bumper stickers and just triangulate like Nyah! Yeah, like oh. what, what what exactly do we mean by brother here? 
I was like, how insecure do you have to be to be a white supremacist in Montana? You're just surrounded by white people. You got to be you got to be saying that you're the best white person in all of Montana. That's the competition. There's a lot of them. You got to be like the apex white person in Montana that's to like, assume you're a white supremacist. That's like the Hemingway con- look-alike contest in Key West. That's that's yeah, stiff competition, man. man. Also, Ernest Hemingway. That that also is what Spencer looks also, like. Yeah, it, a Heming- it goes basically just Google a Hemingway competition and yeah. send that to Spencer. Yeah. Draw a exactly. uh, draw a picture of Orson Welles and Ernest Hemingway making out and send that to <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> Also, send that to me as well. I was going to say, uh, you can send that to all three of us. That's just beautiful. I do know this, that, that that's like being in L.A. and being like uh, a dude with stupid hat supremacists. Because as we right. know, Los Angeles leads the entire nation. Great city in men wearing stupid hats. Adult men wearing stupid hats. I'm talking ages like 18 to 80. College, L.A. is one this, of those places where a 70-year-old man's like, I can dress like a 17-year-old. It's fine. This college football podcast is going great. It always does. <laughs> Week one. Week one. I was teeing up long ago, Ryan, for yeah. the game on Thursday, a national tradition, the hallowed mistletoe beneath oh, which we all meet and kiss. Okay. I mean... Every what team what team rings us in every single year as the first team to somehow inexplicably roll out of bed without taking the curlers out of its hair and take the field whether they're ready or not. Who is it? So the answer, the answer you're time. looking for is South Carolina. They're playing at Vanderbilt, a game which um, Stephen Godfrey described as uh, he wished he could be at. He lives in Nashville because it would be like watching two of your neighbors get into a car accident and just standing on the lawn hoping they're going to slap fight. Um, <laughs> but, but this year, South like Carolina. like that implies the cars can move, though. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can back into each other. There's nothing wrong I think with that. it's more like one of you parked in front of the other's driveway. South Carolina, not the first SEC school to play this season, though, because half hour before that game starts, App State going to Neyland Stadium in Knoxville. Tennessee just needs all the attention yeah. this year. Can't let South Carolina have a damn thing. Move their game up mm. just, just to steal Will Muschamp's corpulent throne. Crapulent throne. Crapulent? Yeah, crapulent. crapulent. I, I'd go crapulent because corpulent would imply that they had been fed and had success. Which, yeah, no, you're you're about to you're about to go on a python feeding schedule, South Carolina. That's how <laughs> I will must They're like pythons. They eat once every six weeks. So we we get to watch them try to swallow Vanderbilt whole, um, and possibly uh, if Vanderbilt gets sideways inside South Carolina's python uh, gullet, um, I guess. The Gamecocks will suffocate and sort of bloat, but Vanderbilt will die inside them. Is that right? Did this go off the rails? Yeah, you know, this is an accurate representation of how this game will go. Do you know how it's going to be decided on a fumble? That's how these games go. There'll be a, a fumble. Now, the positivist, the optimist will say, this was really a game where a one defense decided to take the game away from the other offense. Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. I like that, you know, the game will be decided on a fumble. Yes. A fumble that results in a score? No. no a fumble no, no. in the fourth quarter? Did also, not, no. Did not say that. Also, it'll it'll be like <laughs> it'll be like a fumble <laughs> in the early fumble. in the early third quarter. You'll be like, yeah, man, if 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 Vandy hadn't fumbled that ball, they would have kicked the game-winning field goal with 12 minutes left in the third quarter. I like this that that God bless our South Carolina Black Garnet Black Attack. They do a very good job covering this team. They do. It will be difficult to cover this team. It will because right now, Will Muschamp says. It's a real advantage right now that they don't know who our starting quarterback is. Sure. (laughs) 
Yeah, sure. It, it, it could be the teenager. It yeah. might not be though. Hey, people! So, are, listen, what um, what's one of the most popular board games? Clue. I put I put my quarterback's name in an envelope. <laughs> we all got to wander this mansion until we find out how he's gonna beat Vanderbilt. Will it be with the candlestick? Probably not. Will it be with the gun? No, no, no. That's a passing wrench. We talking wrench. Bench, that's pretty much your only option. You're, also, you're, the mansion is a Hardee's. <laughs> the mansion is... In South Carolina, every mansion's got a Hardee's son. But, but do you know about the secret passage oh. in the Hardee's? But you're, yeah. If you're 18 and up, yes, you do. <laughs> Was there a dance club yeah. in there? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that's... Sure. sure, South Carolina Vanderbilt, a game, a game we will watch... I like the, the I like the annual nature of this South Carolina game because it's sort of like opening your worst Christmas Christmas present first, so you can sort of look at yourself and be like, "I'm grown. What did I get all excited about? Like this is just a day like any other day." And other Christmas presents will be great, but because this is the first one and it's a belt, you're just gonna say, "Man, I just it's fine. Like you know, I'm I'm just lucky to have a Christmas at all." Honestly, I'll I'll be watching App State Tennessee instead of this because, you know, App State could make a game of it. Very well, could make a game of it. But if they don't, then we get to say, oh, okay, Tennessee, you beat the you know FCS or whatever team. Okay, yeah, you get to make a lot of noises like that. You're basically just watching for the point where, um, you know, where they run out of little life bar, where they run out of depth, right? Like that's that's just gonna happen. So like, eventually, eventually, a guy weighing three fifteen and another guy weighing two sixty, um, you know that forty five fifty pounds that's going to show up eventually. So and this that's is what's going to happen. App State is the the RPG character that accidentally wandered into the dungeon that they are like thirty levels away from, and they're like, "All right, I guess, yep, I'm going to attack this dragon now. All I got is an empty bottle and a shield made of toilet paper. Here we go." Like, you were a really cool merchant back in the first town, mm-hmm. yep. but shit, bro. I mean, like to me, I did some State great. Con- I did some is- great conversating. <laughs> you you delivered your lines impeccably. Yeah. But like the th- the thing about this game is either we get to laugh at oh shit Tennessee's locking up in a big moment again, mm-hmm. you know at, like, oh 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 they're pulling a vols again, or we get to say you know none of this matters. Who cares? You didn't press anybody. Be gone. Can I ask the toughest Thursday night question of both of you? Sure. How much of Oregon State at Minnesota are you going to watch? Not Zero. a second. Zero. Not one second. Okay. That was that was not, actually. No. Well, let's see. Well, let's see. That That'll be lot, the late slate. Um. Yeah, I'll watch some of. That'll be the only game on for a while. So yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be suckered into that. Okay. No way. I'm going. I'm going Montana State at Idaho. I'm going lower. That's an ESPN three game in the Kibby Dome. Oh, it's in the Kibby Dome. This is our last season to view the Kibby Dome in FBS, and this is probably the last. Yeah, yeah. Let's. We'll. we'll I'll see you guys there. So before <laughs> it, we before we give the Kibby Dome back to the Badgers, we've been leasing it from this. Also, time. Montana State could win that game. So yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, that is that is uh, of course Montana State at Idaho in the Kibby Dome. Kibbe Dome, least beloved, least beloved structure in college football. <laughs> like the Kibbe Dome, like I don't even think people in Idaho like it because they think it is some kind of like state funding boondoggle that turned least, into like it's basically a giant Quonset hut, right? Like uh, the old army structures that are just a half 
a half circle of metal kind of coming out of the ground. That's what the Kibbe Dome looks they're like. They're going to film I, I, season two of Stranger Things. They're going to film in the Kibbe Dome. Mark Mangino is probably a less beloved structure, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> we love Mark Mangino. But more resolute, goddammit. Yeah, there's, it, Thursday night's pretty, pretty bad. I think the way it's going to go is me watching Rice at Western Kentucky on CBSSN. That's what's going to happen. Um, I get CBSSN. Damn, you rich. I know, man. I will, I will watch a little bit of Indiana at Florida International. That's the secret like ticket on Thursday night is yeah. to watch Indiana at FIU. Yeah, that's not bad. Because um, it's, it's Indiana. I will always watch Indiana because they are Team Chaos. Before we get to Friday, y'all want to take a question? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, from Ferdinand Chubb on Twitter, <clears throat> what's the longest you went between the first day of a class and the first time you showed up to that class, presumably college? Uh, I'll, I'll let you gentlemen go first here. <clears throat> I don't, Are I don't, you ready? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say right out. I don't have a good answer here. I was, I was a nerd. I was a good student. I went to the classes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry, Spencer. Just okay. go. Just go. Okay, um, the longest I sh- – I believe the longest that I went between showing up for a class, what was the drop date? How long did you have between start and drop? I want to say you had two weeks or so. Does that sound right? Maybe three? Something like that. Under under a month, I want to say. Yeah. Okay, then the answer would be never because I signed up for a class that I never showed up to. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Pretty good. What was the class? Yeah. I believe the class was, I believe the class was Arabic, and I don't know how I even signed up for it because it wasn't like I wanted to take it. Sure, it's not a language I've ever wanted to take, and it just came up. And I believe we had to have the discussion of, you can keep the money, that's fine. I just didn't even know I was signed up for it. Right. This ha- happens more often than people know. Does this still happen now in the like highly computerized? I mean, I'm not saying you're old, but I do picture you like having to oh, no, I'm, mail I'm in old. your your class selection and send it by pigeon. And... No, we we called it in. That was we were step up we to were the, the Univac, the... punch your card, and the Univac will decide which math class you'll be taking this season. People of people of a certain age who attended the University of Florida will quiver when I say the words "welcome." To Telegator, because Telegator was how you signed up. For <laughs> that, that was that was barely in existence by the time I was there, but I am aware of it. Yeah, yeah, not quite online generation, more like bad modem generation. <laughs> so somehow I managed to sign up for for this class, and I think it was Arabic. And I just ultimately, if you just go in, and I find this works in many departments in life. If you just walk in and you say, "Hi, my name is Dumbass," and I've made. A colossal mistake. I've lived up to my at, name. At, well, at no real cost to anybody, right. right? That's the way you get away with it, is to say, I gave you money for something that I did not, in fact, collect. And I am not here to collect that money back. No, no. I am just here to ask that you take that thing that would be a complete zero. Like, no work done or contributions made at all to that class and take it off my record. I, I would like to piggyback off your story briefly before we get to Jason. Um, I took sure. I took Arabic for a semester in college. I did it on purpose because, for uh, as I stated at the beginning of this, I was I was a nerd. I'm sorry about that. And, um, and you wanted no, no? Do I have this right? What this was for a career with the FBI? Uh, it was, but I also just I l- legitimately liked foreign language classes. I took a lot of them. So uh, okay. 
Five zero in my in my Arabic class. Uh, Ryan Ryan is police. Ryan's twelve in my Arabic class on the first day. Somebody showed up. He did not return for a second day because I think this gentleman uh, learned that this was not the class for him. It was a little maybe more than he thought he was biting off, and that's fine. He made the choice to drop the class. Uh, but Spencer, this is when I tell you that Joe Kim Noah made it to more sessions of Arabic class than you did. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. <laughs> oh my goodness. Way to go, Joe Kim. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. So Spencer, to be clear, you did drop that Arabic class in time? No, I didn't drop it in time. But remember, okay, this so was, you were stuck with it. Uh, well, I was stuck with it. However, I, I remember going at the end of the semester, if it was Arabic, it's a very long time ago. Mm. If it was Arabic, I was able to just go in and at the time, which again, thank goodness for the era of face-to-face decisions made without a permanent online record, I was able to just say, ah, could you just... Can we just, can we just incomplete this? Let's just... Let's just, just both, let's just both walk away and pretend this never yeah, happened. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was I think that was fine. I think that professors know that too. Like if you never show up, they're like, "Oh, this person doesn't even know they're supposed to be here." Well, um, I'm I'm proud to say that I think I'm the stupidest person here um, because I can't even decide which example to use. Um, <laughs> I had a freshman history class. This was summer term. Um, you know, where you're taking like two classes a day and all that. Yeah, and. I actually went to this class, which is pretty good, and walked away with a C, which, okay, that's that's a pretty pretty low achievement, but at least I made it through um, and all that. Walked in and looked, and uh, at the, somehow, after the grades were posted, realized I'd been going to the wrong room the entire semester. Mm. I, I, wrong, wrong teacher, wrong room, right course, wrong time, wrong everything. <laughs> Uh, and 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 went and walked to the the nice the nice person in the office and said, "Could you maybe just slide this?" Oh, and she just sort of looked at me like, you know, gave me that look that said like, "Oh, this happens all the time, but not really. You're the first fucking idiot, this stupid, to pull this off." Um, there was that. There was this is probably a junior year Brit Lit class. Um, that they're stupid thing number four. I'm an English major. Um. Mm. And this was probably the wake up moment for me when I realized, like, you know, when you're in your 20s and you think you know what it's like to work hard and like, oh, everyone's riding me to, you know, do my best and shit. And then you have that moment where you kind of realize, like, oh, oh, fuck it. it I, I, I should probably buckle down and learn how to be a grown up now. Like, this was the moment for me in my life when I realized, like, oh, I'm actually not 12 years old anymore. It was um, me and some friends were out at Taco Mac. Spencer, you know Taco Mac. Oh, and, let, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and someone said, like, hey, how are finals going? And I looked up, like, oh, shit, and, and realized I had a class that I had not attended yet, and it was now finals time. Um, Wait, you, you did and, the thing that literally everybody dreams about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I skipped an entire semester, and here's where I'm going to spike the football on you. I walked in for the final and walked out with a D. Because it was on Ozymandias, the poem, and I analyzed the shit out of it. Um, I can tell you all about the, the assonance and all that in Ozymandias, and I can get a D. 
<laughs> just walked out with like hands in the air, like yeah. I, I just, I, I just. Yes, I realize this will not actually advance me toward course credit, toward any sort of a diploma, even from a Georgia public university. However, However I invested 1.5 hours of my entire life into this class, and I still didn't fail, so, bitch. So, so you, you, you threw a, you threw a hail mary touchdown in a game that you were losing by 85. Yeah, I got seven points though, didn't Did, I? Didn't get shut out. No shut out, baby. Um, Go Gators! What are, what on earth are you going to do if ever your daughter, who, who we love and <laughs> would never wish anything ill upon, comes home with academic troubles? Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, I uh, today she wrote an essay about like how good it feels when like uh, mommy and daddy tell her she did a good job at school that day, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's awesome! That's awesome! You are you know already smarter than I was <laughs> until like eight minutes ago. So just please, good lord, keep it up! Please keep it up. <laughs> good God! Uh, let's talk about Friday. Friday's pretty. I mean, look. Yes, I'm gonna watch every minute of Stanford. Pulverizing Kansas State, imposters, JUCO welcoming assholes, because that's what I'm, I'm not about. That Stanford is a place where you go for life. That's why it's called the Stanford Prison Experiment. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you hell know, yeah, that's what you gotta call your defense now. Man. <laughs> you know, you know what I, as a natural born Westerner, will be watching. I will be watching the Rocky Mountains' finest rivalry. Colorado, say Colorado, Spartan. yeah. Oh, in, in Sports Authority Field, Denver. An environment like no other. Where are the Broncos? I mean, like that's, Park, that's, Trevor Sim- Park, that's Trevor Simeon's town now, buddy. You better watch that's out what Trevor, you say. That's tr- Trevor Simeon. <laughs> he oh, are your friends. Oh, Mark Sanchez, you impossible dipshit. How did you lose a starting job to Trevor fucking <laughs> Simeon? His last name's Simeon. <laughs> You should have been able to beat him just on an evolutionary basis, oh, Trevor Simeon. I almost, I almost got beat by Chad Octopod. <laughs> I got beat by Steve Cordata. God damn. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the Col- I will be watching Colorado State, Colorado, because I, I have a soft spot in my, spot in my heart for the Buffs, mm-hmm. and always will, even uh, though they're not playing at... This is, by the way, you have two stadiums with beautiful backdrops. You choose to play this in Denver every single year, which I mean, I know I get it. It's a rivalry game. You want to act like it has some significance beyond a home and home. It probably doesn't. Still an entertaining game, by the way, most of the time, especially because neither team can pull away from the other. Just can't happen. <laughs> neither team can conclusively get the edge on the other. So I'm excited to watch Colorado State, Colorado for stupid emotional reasons that have no reason with the otherwise subpar quality of this game. That sounds like the opening weekend, if I've ever heard it. Friday's the day where it's like, technically it's college football, but maybe spend some time with your family. This may be, you know, just a little bit. Go outside and go to bed early. That's the, that's the plan for the entire season. Friday college football is always garbage. Yeah. And no other evidence is needed than Mac Brown is talking about it. Yeah, Cepho LeFau. There you go. Watch it, watch it for Cepho LeFau. The quarterback of Colorado, he's dual threat. He's like, imagine Colorado's version of Bradley Van Pelt, taking way too many hits, except without the glorious flowing hair. You made that sound French. Is he French? Uh, No, Cepho Lifau is Polynesian by descent, I believe. 
but yeah, he's 100% Colorado Buffalo now, baby, which means he'll he'll probably just miss a bowl game and go five it's and like, seven. Like, yeah, I mean that that was our prediction. Um, I'm gonna ask this question to lead us into Saturday, and this is Saturday. How, this is how I want us to talk about Saturday to start with. This is from Jake Self at Sake Jelf on Twitter. Which week one game would you most enjoy seeing an upset in, and why? Ooh, ooh. Well, Maryland beating Howard right there. That'd be a big one. Uh, in all seriousness, if we are looking at the Saturday schedule and looking at upset potential in terms of, you know, the emotional satisfaction you would get from watching one team on Saturday upset another. I got a good one. I, I okay. actually don't know who's favored in this game, so maybe <clears throat> this wouldn't be an upset, and I apologize <laughs> if that's the case, but... North Carolina beating Georgia. North Carolina beating Georgia. <laughs> I will say this. Karmically, North Carolina's owed. Sure. They are owed because what happened to them last week or last year in the opening week of the season? They lost to South Carolina in the worst year of Steve Spurrier's tenure. Yeah. Right? In the opening. But a game which, by the way, might have helped keep them out of the playoff. Certainly kept them out of the playoff conversation for a long time when they shouldn't have been necessarily. I'm I'm very clearly biased here. I'm not going to say anything positive about Georgia pretty much all season long, but yeah, that would that would warm the the darkest cockles of my heart. So if UNC has a karma debt, what does Georgia have? <laughs> um, Are they? I guess they're just karma underwater. Yeah, well underwater, like repo, like program. The program. I can't decide whether like Mark Richt. And his long record of underachieving has either set them up for one long payoff or you didn't take this. So we're just going to go ahead and burn your house down. I mean, you fired a pretty good man. So, yeah, I mean, ideally, if I were writing the script because I'm biased, Georgia fan, I would like to see you suffer a good four to seven years of complete misstep, (laughs) misery, mismanagement and otherwise uh, just just hateful hateful despondent failure for four to seven years at the hands of another Saban disciple who was hired away from the home office when really what you want is the manager who owns the whole place not the sort of like dilettante little guys who surround him right because that's what happened to me yeah I want you to feel that pain okay it's nothing personal it's all about my twisted need for you to feel my sorrow now if okay? we're, if, we're, if we're not talking just about personal personal um avarice pain avarice and we're just talking about what would be most amusing in terms of upsets real 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 high up there i'm going to say fresno state beating nebraska in lincoln oh Oh boy yeah oh boy on big 10 network at night Everybody, I I think the general sense I have from Nebraska fans is they've all sort of come to terms with last season, accepted that they lost a bunch of close games, they had a bunch of dumb coaching mistakes late in games, but still the team was not as bad as it rec- as the record showed, and they had a nice bowl game. If Fresno State beats Nebraska on the road, I'm pretty sure all of all of whatever healing they've done, the scars will just erupt. It was like, man, my God, we need to hire an asshole. <laughs> we got to get Greg Schiano in here. <laughs> we need to hire just the meanest coach. We need to hire Bobby Knight. I, I'll, I'll go you one better just by sliding both the time zones out a little bit. Yeah. This will be a noon game, but it will be 6 a.m. local time for the road team, Hawaii at Michigan. 
oh, um, after Hawaii just flew across the planet Earth to arrive in Ann Arbor, yeah. where the, uh, the, 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 the huffin' and puffin' Jim Harbaugh awaits with his number seven ranking? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah? Not, not going to happen in any no. stretch of the imagination, but... No, you could, you, could sim, you could sim that on NCAA a hundred times, and it wouldn't happen once. <laughs> but the question was not realistic That's upset. That's a good point. Uh, let, let, let me give you a couple of other little lights to see. Um, if USC somehow upset Alabama... Now, I mean, I think... It, any game where a quarterback makes a lot of mistakes and your team commits turnovers, you could lose. Like, that's feasible. And I think people forget that USC, despite being ranked 20th to Alabama's one, they're going to go, wow, that's 19 spots better. USC the same ridiculously talented roster that they usually have. They do. It's not like they stop raking in talent, okay? It's just that they stop developing it and managing it as well. Any team with that much talent could just catch a couple of breaks, right? And when Alabama loses, it's generally because its offense completely misfires, and there's a couple of like huge breakout plays in offense from the other team. USC is more than capable of doing that. Is it probable? No. Is it possible? Yeah. It's totally possible for Alabama to lose that game. Okay. Don't ever let a number one ranking just sort of like automatically file one team into that. It doesn't mean anything. Alabama is more talented than any team in college football. But if they make mistakes, they can lose. USC are, itself has proved how little a number one ranking means. Correct. <laughs> you beat me to my next line, but yes, that oh, is absolutely true. I also have a couple of FCS versus FBS specials. Yeah, we got a it's lot. Of, we got a lot of questions about FCS teams that could beat FBS oh, teams, and, and there's some. Any, I have one, but I, w- I want you to go ahead. Okay, good, good, because uh, one, yeah. there will be. Uh, I think they still win this game, but South Carolina State at UCF. UCF. One of the worst teams in college football. How many how many games did they win last year again? Remind the people. Um, would that be one? Oh no, no, it would not. No, 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 it would not. Lower, lower. Were, lower. Lower. were they unwinfeated? They were. They did. They, they, yeah, they will that, now have that, more statues built to George O'Leary than wins in George O'Leary's last year. <laughs> My God, they yeah. took the donut for everybody who, who for everybody who's confused about why UCF decided to. Uh, collect a bunch of money and build a statue to George O'Leary, given his, uh, let's say, charitably checkered history with that program and just overall. um, Kickbacks. The answer is kickbacks. Anytime there's a nonsensical construction project approved in the state of Florida, the answer is kickbacks. Here's here's the FCS upset possibility I like best. Happens at 3.30. Is it it, it in the Pac-12? It's not in the Pac-12. Um, oh, I'm shocked. I think that one's a given. I assume. I uh, first of all, if <laughs> if you're talking about Rutgers at Washington, you should know that Rutgers is an FBS team. <laughs> this what bullshit? It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. I need, they, the, they, I need they, to see the receipts. Sir. They made the leap. Good for them. Um, three thirty, Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Your oh, who's no. your who's host the Richmond Spiders, and Richmond is not a bad FCS team. Is, Preseason FCS number four, Richmond. Yeah. Uh, Virginia is, you know, starting under a new coach, figuring not, some things out. Not number four. Um, that has that has possibilities for sure. I thought you were going to Martin Stadium in Pullman, Washington, where, mm-hmm. in true Mike Leach at Washington State tradition, oh, a loss to an FCS team, oh, Eastern God. Washington, a good, a good, a good, a FCS good FCS team. team. Yeah, right, rolling into Pullman at Washington State. If they lose this game, Washington State's going to a bowl game. That's been the pattern. Right. We're going to go ahead and pick up on it. 
Same same time, different conference. TCU, number thirteen in the nation, hosts South Dakota State. This would be the FCS FCS victory that would cause the most ripple effect chaos because. Is, by I, the way, this is this is South Dakota State Jackrabbits, correct? Yes, correct. Uh-huh. My, one of my favorite this was, mascots. This was the team that that last year almost pulled off. I will say their name, and I will say it in the manner that it should be addressed. Yeah. Fellow FCS member Kansas, remember yeah, they almost uh-huh. beat Kansas last year. Yeah, they, pro- they probation, did beat Kansas, probationary right? FCS member, I believe. They did, beat they did, beat Kansas on a uh, it was like a flubbed snap or something like that. On a, on, oh yeah, Kansas like didn't get a snap off at the end of the game or something. Kansas forgot oh, how to yeah, how to time football. Management. Oh yeah. my god, I'm going into anaphylactic shock just thinking about the end of that game now. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what we have to offer in week one, folks. It's it's um, a it's let, a mixed let, bag. <laughs> let I me go, hit you with let me hit you I with go, Eastern Kentucky at Purdue. Okay, good. <laughs> basically, oh, I, might, I might take EKU straight up, man. Basically, this is uh, any football team at Purdue, but EKU has a pretty good program. Um, and I'm also going to point out FCS number five, Northern Iowa at oh, Iowa oh, State, yes, yes. which is under new management. Yeah, that that one. That's I feel like that's going to happen. I'm sorry. Also, Iowa State, Iowa State has sort of made a thing of losing to FCS teams. Ahead, no just, one really knows why they're in the Power Five. It's important oh, to have I'd signatures. That, that's fine. I take that straight up. Oh, a game. <laughs> it should a be game. a neutral site game. They should have that. They should, <laughs> they should have should, that. Man. They should. Oh, they should play it, They should play it at Kinnick and just rent it out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Iowa. I mean, how how loud would Iowa fans hoot at that? <laughs> Iowa fans would show up. <laughs> <laughs> go you and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would go. By the way, like one more on this. Yeah. If I could just interject two, we, we actually we have two little late night things. There's obviously Clemson and Auburn. Yeah. Which I just don't see a team with Deshaun Watson losing to Auburn. I don't, especially with White Sean making his start at Auburn. <laughs> if you're listening to this for the first time, yeah. we will actually explain this joke to you. The idea being that a quarterback's name works best if it can be presented both forward. And in reverse, i.e., if you have uh, a name like Jameis Winston, you can reverse it. And what is he? He's Winston Jameis. Obviously bound for greatness as a quarterback and as a quarterback only because you can reverse his names, right? Montana Joe. Montana Joe. Legend in his field, okay? Holiday Carlisle. Stafford Matthew? No. No? I know. I think that's that's an extremely Georgia name. That's that's some Yale shit. Yeah. Lambert Lambert Grayson? Sure, God. that's like a kid that grew up with Batman. I guess Georgia gets its own special, uh, like Dis- dispensation. Yeah, like special rules here. Like Georgia name is a whole other different kind of thing than name. Applewhite Major. Sure. Yeah, we'll take anything. <laughs> Jefferson Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I do declare. Jefferson I, I do declare Jefferson. That's Jefferson a fine quarterback. Miller Miller Braxton. Sure, yeah. There probably is a child named Miller Braxton in Columbus. He's three. Robinson Robinson Denard. Middle reliever for uh the Orioles, I'm gonna say. I like Ayub Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh I think he's the the cruiserweight champion right now. Ayub Joe. Barkley Matt, you know? Actually Barkley Matthew is is a fairly classy name. I will take that. In this one, Sean White, a.k.a. White Sean, who today, Brett Venables, Brett Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson, can one of you tell me the phrase, 
that Venables used to describe White Sean at quarterback? Was it sneaky athletic? He said sneaky fast. Sneaky fast. fast. <laughs> sneaky fast. Also, um, which 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 shade of brown is White Sean as far as his skin goes? <laughs> White Sean. Is, is is does he live up to his name? And to his sneaky fast description, he, he lives. Up, uh, yeah, he lives up to the name. Yeah, Sean, Sean White is Sean White. In case you miss, is very Caucasian. Is he like, gin- to the point is he ginger? It, uh, he uh, his hair is a little reddish. I don't know if he's like. I don't know. He's not quite Andy Dalton ginger. No, few, no. few are. He's like Brandon Whedon ginger, though. Like he's in that firm category, and was described by Brent Venables today as sneaky fast. Sneaky fast can't just be fast. No. So PFT commenter, put that in your column this week. Can't call Sean White out right fast. No, no, no. Why Sean's got to be sneaky fast? Sean White possession quarterback. <laughs> amazing, amazing snowboarder. He never drops the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's steady, steady, steady quarterback. He hands off real well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then BYU in Arizona. Like, I, I don't know what to make of BYU. Frankly, don't know what to make of Arizona. little curiosity late on FS1 at 10.30 p.m. So um, there's all kinds of cool stuff to look at on Saturday. A nice little finish up for when you're out of booze and just like, sure, I'll watch Fox Sports. I did, I did really like that Arizona in this year's um, movie spoof thing that they did went with Gladiator. You know, the movie about the sport where unpaid prisoners – fought often to great injury and or death for the amusement of ri- the rich and powerful. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is there, is there some sort of a connection there you're trying to make to, no. to this sport or anything? What, what I'm saying is we need more tridents in college football. Okay. I thought, I thought you were just to say like, there needs to be more tigers on the field or the nets. The nets are good too. Not nets? the basketball oh, team, just actual nets. No, no. Listen, you could give the Cal defense nets and they'd still give up seven hundred yards again. Oh, oh, and Cal has eaten the net. Cal Somehow defense. Cal is caught in the net. Yeah, Cal defenders throwing each other into nets. That's how that would work. Yeah. Oh, Cal. We do have two uh we have another question to ask. We should we should totally get to another question before we hit our bookend games, which are, by the way are whoppers on both Sunday and Monday. Yeah, this is from at Jog Martin on Twitter. What school? would be best candidate to replace its fight song with Nuck If You Buck. Nuck If You Buck, if you're not familiar. I believe this is a crime mob song. Classic. Are you about to buck-splain? I'm I'm about to nuck-splain. I'm sorry. Classic southern fight song. Like, literally, fight song. Like, if you put it on, it's legal to, like, punch the person next to you. In fact, you kind of have to do it. So which school would be the best candidate to replace its fight song with Nuck If You Buck? Okay, let's be very honest. Okay, if we're talking about the players, it would be the University of Georgia. If we're, but if that we're talking about like literal fit, it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. Mm. Right? They yeah. Do like, like, I mean, I get why? that it's on the nose, but also Ohio State people kind of want to fight all the time anyway. Yeah, but are they going to be like, you know, oh, no, Machine Gun Kelly, that's real hip-hop. You know, and, like, try to talk to you about, like, bone thugs. I don't know, man. Fine. I yeah, don't they know would... if those people have ever heard rap songs. I get what, I they... get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think when you go, man, Ohio State fan, do you like rap? 
and I'm not saying this to you extremely hipstery, rap literate Ohio State fans. No, I'm saying that to the guy who sits next to you. Right. Okay? The guy who you go, do you like rap? And they're like, yeah, ICP, baby. Like, yeah, those guys. Because <laughs> you like, want to say, you want to say like, no, that's a joke. No, it's not. Or, or like, listen to it just so they know what to tweet at recruits. <laughs> <laughs> Been listening to this guy, 2-1 Savage. He's amazing. Or little Uzi Ver. It's French, I believe. Ver. It's little Uzi Four Verts. I don't approve of all this, uh, the, the passing, but. I know, it's a little too frou-frou for me in my Woody Hayes jeans, so, but I got to know what to talk to the kids about. Who are you giving it to, then? Is it is it going to Georgia? No, because I can't give them a good thing. Thank you. No. Right? Thank you. Yeah, I can't give Nuck a few buck to them. So what I would do, if I was going to give Nuck a few buck to any school, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to, like, like Georgia Southern. I don't know, but you do that, and then Crime Mob gets arrested, as we learned when Migos went there, and as we learned when Young Dro went there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Young any Dro, musician who steps foot anywhere near in a 100-mile vicinity gets arrested. That's true. How do you feel about me giving it to Troy? Let, what if we slide it up to Georgia State? Because then we get the sight of 100 people having a riot in a gigantic football NFL stadium by themselves. That's good. Like having a group fight, having a group fight so small you actually could arrest them all. Like they can't arrest us all. Actually, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, only- actually, it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> they have, right. they have three fans here. It's already yeah, they're ready. <laughs> Where there's so few people around you in the section that somebody points at you to fight, and you're like, oh god. I'm alone. <laughs> the jumbotron is showing just you, just your face, oh, no, I, rolling I, down your face. I have been chosen. You're on fight cam. You're on Georgia State fight cam. Georgia State. <laughs> you're on. The, you're in the dome. It's I, time to fight. I would actually. I would enjoy. I would enjoy those games so much more if they use that instead of kiss cam. They just highlighted two people. They were like, "Yeah, you got to fight now. The crowd expects it. Come on." This has got to happen in a Miami game. <laughs> That's, that's so completely what I would do if I were in charge of like Kansas football games. You know, like you're out. In oh, that's Kansas. so much more sad. I don't know why. And all of a sudden, you just show one sad person like fight cam. Get him. He's got nobody to fight. What is this, Mister Robot? He's gonna start punching himself. What about like what about like a Wyoming? Like you sh- or like or like no, like a UTEP game. Someone's up yes, on Hand UTEP, Job Hill by themselves. UTEP is a great choice. <laughs> I would just have, I would just have like six cartoon prospectors, right? Like guys in like absurd prospectors outfits, right? With like fake whiskey bottles made out of stage glass that they could just go and start tuning someone up in the stands, right? Like fight cam. And all of a sudden like six rowdy prospectors just rolling up, smashing sugar glass over your head. Utah football would be amazing. We would increase attendance by negative 70% doing that. Like, but you know what? It's amazing. They have six costume prospectors who come and beat the hell out of you. You shouldn't go at all. It's, it's not family friendly. Sports. It's not family friendly. They it's fucking awesome, awesome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know you can get into UTEP Stadium without a passport from any nation? It's awesome. They, they pay you if you walk out with the title belt. You get to collect the winnings for the night. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to local Kumite. Like Conference USA games, if there was that big of a of a brawl going on in the stands, they just just tilt the cameras up. Do they have cameras? They just 
the, the, whoever's in the press is anyone do they have a press box whatever's going on every all the attention shifts i'm just dying at the like rob stone piece this is gonna get they send like rob stone into the stands <laughs> they send some poor intern into the stands like you're on utep fight cam oh, no no that's donovan McNabb is calling cusick games this year here comes donovan McNabb oh, on fight cam oh man <laughs> Oh, he's just hurling cans of chunky soup at you. They're expired. Why does he have those? He's a pretty Billy. big dude. <laughs> <laughs> instantly produces a huge like sack full of batteries. Where'd you get that? Billy. I saved him for you. Booing you while he takes out like having to perform in front of Philadelphians on you. <laughs> oh man. Okay, good. Let's go ahead and look at our last two games since we've already created the hottest feature. And all of college football media fight camp. You can have a fight on their hands. Fight camp will not. Speaking be. of rowdy crowds, maybe we're going to Austin, Texas. Fight camp will not be any use at Notre Dame, Texas. Not at all. Speaking of crowds full of just boiling over passion and uncontrolled emotion mm-hmm. and raging mm-hmm. volcanoes of noise, we're going to Texas. Can I take? Can I take a quick diversion before this to show you that Texas? Has it's priorities in line sure. this week. Yeah, which is this, Texas Monthly reporting that the University of Texas, having solved every other problem they have institutionally, uh, are suing a donut shop. The Donut Taco Palace in Austin. A marvelous donut place. Taco. It's a marvelous place. Is that what? donut and tacos or taco donut? The taco yeah, is the donut. Um, why are they suing them? Mm, yeah, yeah. It is uh, a donut that is, resembles a human hand right. with the index finger and pinky finger extended upwards and with the ring finger and middle finger tucked down. Okay? Sure. With the Can thumb. it throw a football? Uh, <laughs> if it could have, it would be starting already, buddy. Uh, no, with the thumb folded across them. As if you were making the formation of the University of Texas's hook'em sign. They've been selling these, to- these donuts since 2012. And at this point, the $2 donut is now being uh, involved in a legal motion, a cease and desist from the University of Texas filed in July. It says, while the university appreciates Donut Tacos Palace's enthusiasm, UT is understandably concerned about your use of the Longhorn mark God, in this matter. God bless the hey. local law enforcement officer who got to show up and be like, I got to confiscate these. They're evidence. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Are you trying to tell me the University of Texas trademark the Satan hand sign? They, this tra- is they my trademark favorite part fingers. Of they trademark fingers and hands. They trademark really, a human body part. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad you get to this because this being Texas Monthly, the greatest publication on earth, they get deep into this by first citing the Mano Conortu devil horns that have been used in Italy and other Mediterranean countries for centuries. Their words, not mine. In addition to this, they cite Ronnie James Dio for popularizing the sign as a sign of among metal fans. What it come to mean, hail Satan. <laughs> wow. uh, oh my god. And by the way, was in it they quote him on this, and Ronnie James Dio says, I doubt very much if I would be the first one who ever did that. That's like saying I invented the wheel. Ronnie James Dio was so serious about the metal, 
he considered the Hail Satan sign to be as valuable as the wheel, which, prove it's not. Spot the lie. <laughs> Write it down for me and email it to me at ryannanny at sbnation.com. Why are you giving out the real email, you fucking monster? Woo, there it is. It's out there. Um, I, I just like that. This is all funny. But if Texas A&M went and sued somebody over a thumbs up, we'd be like, yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta protect your mark. You got to protect your intellectual heritage. Makes sense. <laughs> You'd be like, man, A&M needs money. They're going to have to buy someone out. Hey, well, Texas, you're like, I don't know, you got $30 million in profit just lying around? Yeah, Texas, it's like somebody else comes out and burn orange longhorns. It's like, come on. Is, Anybody could have thought of that. Texas A&M is suing, is suing Jesus? Yeah, man, they had 12th man before he did. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> tell me when I lie. Do we care about the Notre Dame-Texas game? Is, is it of interest in terms of actual yeah. football? Other than the fact that Notre Dame... I don't know. Is uh, it a might little, be a, top a little five thin. Game. It's a little thin, uh, starter wise, because of recent events. Because of all been... the arrests and so forth. Well, yeah. At the By Catholic the way, University, that uh, with the high standards and so forth. Mm-hmm. The, the private, the private Catholic University that enjoys telling you that you know they're very good school. They're a real good school. You should ask them. They'll tell you. The question I have on this game is: Isn't this what Notre Dame usually does? Like three to four games in the season. Five to six games in the season under Brian Kelly, they just start losing players mysteriously. That attrition has started this early by inorganic methods as opposed to injury. That's not good. Like, I worry a lot about that because Notre Dame's super talented. Normally, they start losing players around like ah, week six or seven, right? Uh, and then can point back and say, well, that's why we went 10 and two. And they've come so close, by the way. They, they really have come so close to putting together like another national title-worthy national Participa- playoff. Participant-worthy. Participant-worthy. Another national top, something. Top four-worthy. Yeah. So now we're just going to start losing players for other reasons? Mm-hmm. That That's that's worrisome, especially when, uh, when you look at this game going up at Texas and Austin, which, yes, I know, the University of Texas Longhorn fan tends to be a leisurely sort might stroll in about 7.30 into the first quarter, might leave about, I don't know, 12 minutes into the third. But it's still not at Notre Dame. And it's still against a really, a defense that's going to put a lot of pressure on Notre Dame in all the worst places. So, I don't know. I, this this seems like kind of a, t- I know this is a 10 versus unranked, but this seems like a really dangerous game for Notre Dame. As we all know, Texas is going nine and three. That's got to start somewhere. It's true. We we called it. This was also just—I mean, when they played this game last year, Texas, you got that ass beat, beat badly. Oh, bad. Thirty to three. I'm looking back at the box score here because I'm a bad person. Less than 170 yards of offense. Just terrible. Just just fucking awful. What you did in this game, Texas. Uh so you should want it. You should want to really take it out on them. Two of fourteen on third. I mean, <sighs> two hundred fifty yards coming right up. I think the most impressive thing about this this loss last year, Texas lost by thirty five points. Um, how many turnovers? What do you think the turnover margin was? It was. Uh, I believe that it was negative three in favor of. Texas was it not? Then Texas didn't Texas like 
not turn the ball over and got turnovers and still didn't do anything with it? Neither team turned the ball over. So so you're you're correct at least in the assumption Neither? that, that Texas did not just sort of fuck up the game away on isolated plays. They just got beat all night long. Motivation's at every good. position. Yeah. I will also tell you, uh isn't this Brian Kelly rolling in with the two quarterback system? Isn't this mm-hmm. also Charlie Strong not naming his starter yet? Mm-hmm for the game so a lot of variables at quarterback my favorite position because the most mistakes can be made there yay so if you're if you're looking for a texas upset uh there are a lot of reasons to expect it can happen um in the in the sense of there are a lot of unknowns i will say a texas win in this game is my answer for a question jason has which is cheating because i already know that he has it but jason you have a question about which which win would most unjustifiably have everybody saying, oh, that team is back, and which loss would have everybody saying, oh, that team is dead, right? Yeah, this is uh, Glenn Math use on Twitter with Fs. Yeah. Uh, if Texas if Texas, So w- would this the, be both? Well, no, I, I think it would... I think given the recent rest history of the Fighting Irish, they can probably chalk it up to that, and they have enough left on the schedule that they... I imagine we'll say, well, you know, Texas is probably better than everybody thought, and we still have a lot to play for, et cetera, et cetera. But if Texas beats a number 10 team, if an unranked Texas team beats the number 10 team as of now, that stands out to me as the one that more than anyone else in week one will have everybody screaming, oh, they back. They for real. They back. Yeah, this I kind of feel like this game goes both ways. Like, if Notre Dame <laughs> loses, we'll, we're all going to rush to say, oh, they're out of the playoff. Yeah, you know, even though we have no idea how the committee would treat an eleven and one Notre Dame, yeah. but I think that's the LSU Wisconsin game. I think if LSU, yeah, I think if LSU loses to Wisconsin, even though it's in Green Bay, that's the one where people would freak the fuck out the most. Also, roll this way that if Oklahoma loses to Houston and Texas beats Notre Dame, I already know what the Red River <laughs> is going to be. Sooners so win. Oklahoma Sooners wins win by, by like thirty-four. Texas ran ran for negative 85 yards on three attempts. How the fuck did that happen? (laughs) The Red Red River rivalry where it always feels like somebody has just woken up. Like one team just woke up, ran to the bus, got on, and shows up and gets a baseball bat to the face. There's there's science to this. Our our friend Michael Bird wrote this at SBNation.com earlier this offseason. You should go to that website every day. everyone who's listening about like the the rivalries that most frequently go sideways on you mm-hmm. and it was uh Oklahoma Texas and Florida Georgia by far. Ooh. It's fun. Let's so, go to let's ever fun, go to a neutral site. This is a fun sport. I mean Notre Dame's I mean Notre Dame's probably winning this game. We sure. spent most of this time finding reasons for Texas to win. Yeah. Notre Dame's a more talented team. Yep. They should win this game. They beat the hell out of Texas last year. Done. But. Also they have two quarterbacks Unlike Texas. Texas so, doesn't even have one. Texas has so many, it's moving them to wide receiver and kicker and whatever else. The spoils of Austin. Yeah, administrative <laughs> assistant. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll take Texas. So is Monday's game the one that you uh, feel least confident in the outcome? Yeah. Yep, because I'm we, pretty, um, sure old, pretty sure old Miss will win. But in a confidence pool, I put less than three points on them out of ten. Yeah, You're we, like, oh, man, started... Ole Miss is going to win. And how confident are you of that? Not at all. Yeah. But Elliot started up a new game that 
might be out by the time this podcast is might not i don't know where we uh, a bunch of us do confidence points on the biggest games of the week and <laughs> Ole Miss fsu it's like i can't really go above like one out of ten here because <laughs> I, I do i have to pick this one i think fsu is gonna win that's fine i think they're a good team and i think uh, i don't know i don't i don't have enough yeah. faith that yeah. Ole miss replaces uh what they need to quick enough and yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really interested to see what Hugh Freeze looks like coaching this year. I don't feel great about it personally. Like in one of them black and white Hamburglar outfits, probably Rebels <laughs> cheating. Them cheating ass Rebel Bears. Yeah, that's why that's why the Hamburglar says Rebel Rebel. <laughs> this is Ole Miss's approach, and I really love them for it, which is. Coming from nothing to lose with a schizophrenic history of failure interrupted by periodic successes undermined by subsequent stretches of immense failure. Hugh Freeze has decided that the way to do this is to take absolutely no precautions at any point about anything that you do. So they run a high school offense. They recruit quarterbacks who enjoy throwing the ball in the coverage and taking immense risks and running a lot of trick plays and get your defensive tackle to be your goal linebacker and just wave after wave of absurdity hey man uh, from, if you uh, if you want to break the track record just cut your brake lines you're gonna go fast and that nothing has better encapsulated the hugh freeze approach in terms of football than that are they gonna have a run game i probably not that's For- not really a thing they do i mean florida state will so have fun with that they will florida state gonna have a passing game probably not i do not like that i do like though that good i do like though that when uh the presumed starter got injured uh, just a couple weeks ago, and DeAndre Francois, even though he hadn't been named the starter at that point, sort of everybody was like, well, it's his job now. Most Florida State fans were like, good, finally. It's just what we were looking for. <laughs> I enjoy that kind of hubris, by the way, because they've had such success with a freshman quarterback before or with a new quarterback. They're like, yeah, sure, put in the other guy. We're that talented. Well, I just, okay. I, I, I genuinely appreciate that Florida State fans are not, there are some fan groups that are sort of like, no, so-and-so is a senior and he's, you know, put in the time and he, like, deserves a chance. You know, he's earned the shot. Florida State fans are like, fuck it, he sucks. Put in this freshman. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see this janky-ass senior who can't do shit. FSU is the most get your ass up out of here fan base. <laughs> the most, the most, the most third marriage fan base. Yeah. Yeah. This one ain't working. Plug in a new one. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'll pay for it. We're not talking about you, Jimbo. I assure you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. Your hair looks nice, Jimbo. <laughs> As uh, as Bomani always says, whenever Tim Duncan's hair looks nice. So what's her name, Tim? 